Paul? I'm sorry, mouthful of old Dutch. <laughs> That's what she. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you about? hook up with a dude at a truck stop? Ew. <laughs> Got a mouthful of old Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old man named Dutch. Or at least that was his Von stage Dutch, name. Dutch. Dutch I'll cut oven. all this out in post. Oh, you won't. No, no I'm not going to. <laughs> You never do. You always say you will, and I'm like, hey, and it's there on the episode. Good. Yep. Not once. All right, so we're in a ship, and there's another ship on another ship. I'm the ship pretending to be a ship disguised as another ship. It's just a Russian doll of ships. It's just a nesting doll of ships. What I like is it's like, oh, this will be easy, and meanwhile, it's just this asteroid spinning out of control with a ship on it. And as we're flying up, I see that, and I look at Frankie, and I go, so I suppose that's the ship. And yeah, your your crappy uh, radio and and uh, navigation equipment just uh, there's tons of warning lights on the display that says caution, uh, volatile uh, foreign objects uh, detected. Uh, caution when can I mute that? Yeah, and I do that. Boop. Ah, okay. Yeah, you you see uh, ahead is. Um, this part of the belt has a, a meteor storm coming through it. So it's, uh, you just see contrails of comets and, and objects passing through. So I wonder through. how many times they've tried to retrieve this ship and couldn't based on what I saw on the outside of it. And look at you. Probably a couple. And that's why I'm here now. Our savior. That's right, Locke. You remember that when we get back on the ship with Captain Winger. Now, I need you to be real quiet so that I can focus and get through this. Got it? Okay. <laughs> so, I will roll piloting for Please me. Please do this well. Using speed. And since Locke is being quiet to help you, you get to roll at advantage. Uh-huh. Wait, I'm rolling piloting. So, like you're going to roll two thing. sets of dice. You got advantage, so you get to, it's like D&D. You're going to roll your stuff two sets and take the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yep. Right. But I start talking right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, look out. <laughs> hey, there's a ding dong. <laughs> okay. So that would be a 61. Uh, Mike. Nope. Sorry. That would be a 61 or a 94. Uh, plus so- my 10. Yeah, so what... I fail both of them. Yeah. Uh, She's not talking into the mic. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm also talking to myself. Oh, that's okay. I forgot what you told me to use. Speed? Yes. Yeah, I fail both. Okay. So I will let you pass if you take... Uh, how, what's the <coughs> least amount you failed by? Since you're rolling at advantage, I want to know how much you failed by. So my speed count is 34. And you have piloting, and right? I'm trained in piloting. So 44. 44. And so I rolled a 61. So that's one degree of success. Yeah. So just take two stress for me. Okay. Um, and if oh, you had stress is probably not accurate because that was your stress oh, yeah. at the end of the future episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm actually at four stress. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So you succeed. And what is... So narrate for us what this looks like because you failed but sure through sheer exertion and force of will you end up succeeding (laughs) how does this happen describe this for us 
Um, Because what happens is everything from you seeing this to flying towards and um, basically manipulating the ship's thrusters so that you are following along with the asteroid as it moves so you can be above this other ship. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm here. So Frankie uh, sees what is happening uh, and she sees the, the mess that is, that we are entering and she just, she like pulls herself closer to the steering wheel by using the steering wheel. So she just like, like a grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now she, her like chest is almost at, or like her, yeah, her chest is almost like on the steering wheel and she's just swear, just a line of swears just under her breath this whole time. Uh, yeah, fucking <clears throat> goddamn stuff. Yeah. God, it's Frankie's form of prayer. It's just straight <laughs> swears. Jesus Christ. Uh, and so, yeah, so then she just locks onto this asteroid and just follows its pattern as she's focusing real hard. Her hands are kind of shaky. Um, this, this, you know, the, the journey so far has been pretty smooth and pretty uneventful, and now we're really getting into it, and she's aware that, of the rust bucket that she is driving. Uh, and, yeah. So you make it. You end up uh, now synchronizing your ship's uh, movements with the movement of the asteroid in question so the ship is below you space and everything else is rotating all about right because you're having to stay locked on above this other ship uh-huh. um now what now i want to lower our ship onto the asteroid okay so that we can get off of it and get onto the uh, other ship. <laughs> i'm just i'm fucking freaking out <laughs> lock lock like uh, lock yeah. Listen to me. Why the fuck did you even bring me on this thing? If we're not, if I'm not getting paid, oh my god! Look, I told you I was gonna owe you. Now you have a very important job. What am I you gonna need to do? do for the both of us? What's Listen my job? to me. Somewhere on this ship, there's gonna be two suits with all the equipment that we need in order to get from one ship to the other. Find it. All right, I got it. Yeah, you, you find it immediately. And I like kind of, I actually push off and you see, and I twist my feet to, on the ceiling and then I push and I go floating back through the door without bumping into anything. Nice. Dainty. Aw. Dainty. Dainty. Aw. Uh-huh. Looking for the Tim always repeats suits. it when I do that. I got you. You find the gear. You manage to lower the ship so that you're now just like only a few feet above the other ship that's uh, you now see is actually like locked down onto the asteroid that there's these mag clamps that have been drilled into the asteroid and that have come up and have locked themselves onto the underside of this other ship so that it wouldn't just like fly off. Sure. Yeah. You lock, you come back. Um, I'm not quite yet. <laughs> no, he leaves. <laughs> no. See you, bitch. <laughs> so I go, I, got, I think I got everything ready. Um, do you want me to bring the suit to you? I've got yes. it back. Here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me help. So I, I go forward and I kind of, I actually, I put the suit in 
the captain's chair and I put the straps around its arms and I unzip it and it's just sitting there like it's waiting to be like easy like a it's like imagine like a like a cicada going back into itself right there you go so but that's like a it's like maybe it tips off something maybe it doesn't but it's like well prepared um and then i jump back to the back room where i start putting on my suit i'm gonna put on my suit okay these vac suits are really old you they're um actually old ucc uh navy uh, can you once again let everybody know what ucc is sure so the ucc were the uh, United Colonial Confederacy, and they were a group of separatist colony governors and chancellors who decided that the HSU, the Humanities Solar Union, were uh, not acting in ways that benefited the colonies. It should be like kind of a tie between the American Revolutionary War and like the Civil War, whereas like in the American Revolutionary War, it really was just an excuse for rich people to get richer was why they did it. And they just tricked the populace into being like, yeah, no, the, you know, the HSU, they're really like taxing the shit out of you. And if, if we separate from them, everything will be great. And, um, that's not entirely true, but anyway, so the UCC is this old defeated rebel, uh, group, um, that as of, uh, I think 10, eight years ago in our game, Mm. uh, was when the ceasefire was signed. Cool. So, uh, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Cause I think we're 10 years after like the height of the war and, uh, eight years after the peace talks, but anyway, so yeah, so that's what the UCC, so they're, uh, red colored, um, uh, red colored vac suits and they have the UCC emblem, which is the, uh, three planets, Saturn, Jupiter, and Neptune, um, in a constellation around the letters UCC. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was probably more detail than you wanted, but I don't think no, I've I think ever it's vocalized great. that just before. Helping, yeah, helping people the understand the world mm-hmm. we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the what's the what's the play here, Frankie? My I, I got my suit on. Actually, I'm I'm in my suit, and I'm like look over, and she's not in her suit, and I flip up uh, up the lid. I'm like I'm ready to go. My suit's on. What's my what's the play here? Are you gonna you need help getting in your suit? I'm going to land this ship right next to the other one and we're going to exit this ship and then I got to un I got to demagnetize the things look look out and you see how the ship is tied down to Yeah, you got you got to disengage the locking clamps. I got it. So we got to do that and then we got to get on the ship and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Right. Uh we got to make sure that where we park this ship isn't going to get in the way of the egress of the other ship, right? That's right. I'm aware. All right. Well, I'm ready when you are. If you need help putting on your suit, I'll help. If otherwise, I'm going to prep the I'll prep the uh, the the door, the locking, the bay door, the bay door. That's what it is. That's right. You can go do that. I'm going to land this and we're going to get on out of here. All right. I'm I'm with you. <clears throat> so I want to land this ship. Okay. So your uh, your success prior and the stress you take uh, was significant enough that you uh, succeeded. This circumstances haven't changed, so you're able to touch this thing down and uh, keep in mind that the asteroid isn't big enough to create its own gravity. So anything that wants to remain attached to the asteroid mm-hmm. and not get flung off through the act of centrifugal force would have to exert its own power. So. 
in order for your ship to remain, unless you do something different, you would probably need to turn the thrusters on to keep it pushing itself towards mm-hmm. the surface of the asteroid. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that. But so that, that won't last forever. No, it would not. But I mean, there, these fusion drives would last. I mean, it would last like weeks before okay, it would run okay, out okay, of okay. power. Okay. Yeah. So we do that. Okay. Or I'm going to do that. Yeah. On all of this at like a safe distance away from the ship that we're going to be leaving on. Yep. Cool. So you you do that mm-hmm. and prep the to yep. leave and head out onto the asteroid surface. Yes. So, so, the, sh- so the ship we've I've landed the ship and I'm getting my suit on. Yeah. While she's doing that, you actually because right now uh, so I I uh, I d- uh, engage the uh, depressurization. So we've got an exit system right where the docking or the, the outer bay door is. So mm-hmm. there's a room. I go into it, and actually, I, I, as I was scrounging around earlier, I found this. It's basically like a, almost like a harpoon-like gun, mm-hmm. but it's got this huge kind of like backpack thing, and it's got basically just coils of wire on it. And uh, um, I put that on. I take this gun, and I, I punch in some stuff and the, the inner bay door opens and then I push it and it shuts and then yeah, the outer door. It's literally called a rigging gun. They have it in this game. Yep. Oh, sweet. Yep. I was basically just talking. Sorry. Uh, out of my butt. But that's okay. No. So and anyway, I get to the outer door and I open the outer door and, and I, the ship is like um, kind of focusing and letting myself forget the horizon. And I take this gun and I look at a piece of the rock that's near the um, the ship that's already clamped on, and I actually shoot it, like, really close to it, and this cable goes flying out and, like, really rams into there, and it gets nice and taut. And then I hit a button on the gun, and it, like, kind of coils up and tightens a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then um, I uh, take off the backpack and I clip this wire in so it's actually connected to the ship so we've got this solid like cable line yep. that's headed towards the other ship and then I turn around and I look inside the ship and through the the looking glass and I can see that Frankie's in her suit and I kind of wave like kind of goofy wave I'll do like and that. I go I, and I kind of point at my headset and I motion 3 so I'm on channel 3 um, and I'm talking and then she dials in the thing, and I, I got so I got the rigging gun. I shot the cable over. We've got ourselves a we we got a path over here. Okay, I'm coming out. Right on. So I open this set of doors and lock them and the closes, and I open another one and I go out and yeah. Yep, excellent. So you you do that and uh, hook yourselves up to the rigging line and uh, work your way across. Mm-hmm. And we get this, uh, the camera pulls back now and we see the two ships that are on both sides of the screen and we're, we've pulled far enough back that we can see the stars and the surrounding remnants of the asteroid belt with this meteor shower that's coming through. And the the ships themselves are like stationary, but the whole like surrounding star system is just tumbling and rolling around because we're on this asteroid as it is rolling about uncontrollably. And it creates this uh, panoramic, just tumbling motion of stars and uh, these meteors. And we watch as you cross to the other ship. Yeah. And, you know, through practice and training, uh, I'm just looking down the whole time and keeping myself affixed on forward momentum Mm -hmm. um, and to, 
otherwise not to disorient myself. Uh, I need both of you to make a fear save for me. Hey. hey I hey, did good. roll a 69. Hey. So you succeed. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you fail. Critically yeah. succeed. Um, yeah, no. yeah, I missed by six. So less than one magnitude. Okay. Uh, each of you take a stress. Okay. And then you get closer to the uh, to the other ship, and the uh, rigging line goes taut all of the sudden, and um, the end by the ship uh, snaps, and sending the wire floating around. You guys are less than thirty feet from the other ship that's maglocked to the um, to the. Uh, surface of the asteroid, uh, but the the rigging gun coming loose uh, immediately throws you guys into a like scrambled tumble, hanging on to this to this wire. Okay, great. It's great. It's great. What are you doing? I had a cable on my shoe. Cable on my shoe. Um, Looking like a fool. With your I'm cable gonna on try. <laughs> Is this something that zero G training would help you? Yes, it would. Kind of uh, navigate or whatever. Yes, it would. That so navigate. please roll zero G using strength. Okay. Both of us. Both of you are fly out into fucking space. <laughs> I critically fail. I succeed with a twenty nine. Uh, lock. Yes. So. Critically fail. Um, I, so, what does this fail? I, I'll let you describe it. What is this, what happens that causes you to like in this moment of I should be able to handle this? What happens that Locke loses it? What? Well, what's weird is um, this is hyper dangerous. What we're doing, like regardless of what any of us thinks that we're trained or prepared for, none of us are trained or prepared for this. It takes highly specialized training. And as soon as that wire goes, I just simply let, I, I lose grip and I'm, I, and because the centrifugal force is sending me away, mm-hmm. I'm flying right towards Frankie backwards. Frank. <clears throat> so this, the wire has snapped. Mm-hmm. So it is still anchored near the, the ship, ship that you need to get to, but right. the part that was anchored to your other ship has come. Yeah, apart. like basically what happened is like some sort of like something with the way I was holding the line, and I'm just like it's like in my hands, but I'm just like like flying backwards really quick out mm-hmm. of control. Mm-hmm. Could I make it to the other ship? Well, so Locke is in I, front of you, though, and he's, like, coming towards you on this. No, I mean, uh, you're going to leave me on space, well, I don't, fucker. I don't know. I don't know how space works. No, it's all right. So so you see that this cable has come apart. You're able to, um, and maybe you have, like, these grippers that, like, grip onto the cable themselves. Sure. And you're able to, like, just activate the emergency, like, oh, fuck, this is not coming off. 
unless I let go of this handle mm-hmm. and locks, maybe lock yours breaks and like, okay, it's an old, yeah, it's an yeah. old, maybe it's built into the palm of the glove where there's like a way you could do it. And a, I don't necessarily know about it. And B, this thing doesn't work or mm-hmm. it's old material, it's old, yeah. old fucking UCC shit. Yep. And I, oh. I try to do that and, it, and, and that's why I'm like sliding really fast away on the, so it's like if if you could hear it, you can't. Space was like, it's like just mm-hmm. like, and I'm just like, I don't know, full speed towards towards. So do you think that the like the power of you crashing into me would push us closer to the other ship? No, no, it would no? push you further because of our because oh, of our away. force that we're spinning. I'm flying away. Oh shit! Because it's like trying to throw me that direction. Right. Because if you think about how like an object is spinning, everything mm-hmm. on the object wants to go away the from the object. Yeah. So you, now you guys, having part of your line broken free, are now wanting to come away from the <laughs> asteroid. But you succeeded, mm-hmm. and uh, with a degree of success, managed to lock in place, get it? And lock <laughs> comes hurtling full speed into you yeah. um, and crashes into your vac suit. You stop him from being sent out into space. Um, cool. But cool. yes, uh, but I'm going to need you to both roll uh, panic for me as you just both almost died. <laughs> okay. So it's 2d10, and you add them together, yeah. okay. plus your stress, minus your resolve. Oh, wait, hold on. just l- Let's walk through it. I, I haven't oh, yeah. rolled one of these before. No, it's all good. So 2d10, so it's not a percentile dice, right? You add yep. them together. You it off the number off a table. Yep. Yep. So 2d10, add them together. So I've got 12 right there. Okay. And then what? And then you add your stress... Okay, so that is uh, 15. And then subtract your resolve from it. And then, okay, so it's 15. Okay. And what did you get? I rolled a three and a zero. So, so is that 13? Or is it no, three? No, it's three. Okay, so three plus my stress is five. Oh, no, my stress is five. Plus oh, no, you're right. Is that eight. is a 10. That's a 10. Yep. So it's 13, mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Plus and my, uh, yeah, so 18. 18 total. Yar. So you so you gain one D ten stress. Okay. Jeez. Jeez. I gain nine stress. He was pointing at uh, charity there. Oh yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm yes. The audio format. Um and then you suffer from hallucinations. Me. You as in uh, Locke are okay. suffering from hallucinations. Determined secretly, you have trouble distinguishing between reality and fantasy. And in this case, I'm thinking that it's like not, I don't know, maybe it's not like literal voices or sounds, but maybe you're hmm. like constantly hearing the sound of the rope breaking or... Okay. Or the or the cable. Yeah, let me snapping. let me think on that. For you a think on it because right. I mean that's something. How, that's do happened. I get to roll a duration or anything? Or oh, I'm it? yes. There is a duration. It's for one d ten. Excuse me, two d ten hours. Oh my. Oh wow, that's eleven hours. So a, about a about a, a day, about okay. a, a waking Whoa, day. Oh yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That's a long time. So, and I'll let you figure that out okay. in your in your head. And, but yeah, Frankie, so you're able to secure each other and you're able to each make the rest of the journey back to the, or towards the yeah, ship. Yeah, so, so I slam into, into Frankie's chest and it's like one of these things where it happens so quickly that I, I can imagine what would happen to somebody like if they're free climbing and they fall before oh, their right, their rope 
or or if they're not even free climbing before their rope gets them, yeah. they have that real as their their brain goes through the reality. I'm gonna die, yep. and now yeah. I just stop somehow. So I just kind of stop, oh. and I don't realize. And I'm I have the thing in my hand, and I'm like, so it's like I realize I've got it, and then I look and I see Frankie behind me, who's I see she's got this mechanism kind of holding it. And I'm like, oh my god, Frankie, thank you so much, thank you, thank, you. Uh, and I'm like. And I just start kind of real. And it's like, I actually, I don't even do hand over hand. I, I slide my one hand ahead yeah. and I slide it. So it's like, I'm not letting just go at all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So in total, this probably takes um, five excruciating minutes to like inch your way towards, because you're only 30 feet away from right. this thing right. when this happens. So minutes become hours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and in the silence of space and all you can hear inside just your helmet breathing. is just yeah. your rapid panicked breathing. You make it to the ship. Get to the grapple where the um, where the uh, spike is into the ground, and you see in front of you are the uh, doors to this ship. The ship in question is a uh, a. It's classified as a blockade runner style ship, so they're fast, but they're able to carry cargo. Mm. Uh, it's a U shape in design, um, so that. Uh, cargo is not, uh, if it needs to be dumped, can just be released from tethers and just sent into space. Oh. So um, so the ca- cargo really, it doesn't have a cargo bay. It has a place that cargo is held. Yes. That's cool. So uh, you're like the cockpit would sit at the apex of the U shape. Hmm. And then um, there's like four cargo containers that are tethered in between with like super strong. Uh, are they still, is all the cargoes there? Yep. All the cargoes there. It's all tethered on as well as you would presume it to be. Um, the ship looks to be like a good ship. It's fast, it's agile. And um, the way that the cargo is set up, it should still be able to fly the way it normally would. Hmm. Uh, so we have to un demagnetize the, well, we need to get in first, right? Yeah. Do we do we see how to even get into the ship? Yeah, yeah. You there's like an airlock uh, airlock entryway door that's right in front of you. Okay, so start. I channel three. I'm like, so as it cuts in, uh, uh, did they tell you how we can get into this thing? Is there a code or anything? Uh, we'll figure it out when we get up there. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, um, <laughs> we are spinning at high speed and about ready to die. Um, let's. Uh, if you know the fucking code, you can skip in front of me. I guess I don't really. And it cuts off. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of panicking. I'm not, I'm not sure uh-huh. how the hell to get into the ship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Frankie, so you weren't given a code to access the ship. They just said you. They just said uh, you'd know how to get in. Okay. A. Okay, so I I go up to the uh, door mm-hmm. and there's it wants a code mm-hmm. and I punch in two five zero one. The light goes from red to green and the you hear the sound of depressurization on the inside of the ship, which is good means the ship holds uh, air, and then the the airlock doors slowly open and you are greeted to a relatively clean and nice, nicely made uh, blockade runner ship. Some things never change. Lock. What the fuck does that mean? That's me over there. What the fuck does that mean? Jesus. The door's open, is it not? Let's go. God, you... Uh. All right. 
kind of, and like I'm taking the cable in with me (laughs) as I'm backing up into the, the, that's my feet going up the, the, and yeah, so I'm backing up and she's already in there and she's waiting for me and I'm all the way in. I'm like, Frankie, just humor me and just hold on to the back of my suit, please. Okay. You got it? I grab him. And I kind of move and I feel it and I let go of that thing. (laughs) And it just goes flying out into space. I'm like, okay, close the door. Close the door. Close the door. I close the door. The the airlock, you feel the pressure um, of the the airlock. You're now outside of a vacuum and inside of a pressurized uh, vessel. And so you're free to take off your helmets and do whatever it is you want to do. How the fuck did you know the code? Lucky guess. You fucking... You know, Excuse I may be me? weird, but I'm not fucking dumb. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It means exactly what it is. I am, if you you say I'm weird, I'm not dumb. I want to know why you know the code on this ship. And I want to know why we're not getting paid to pick this thing up. I used to work for these people. Well, well no shit, I heard her say that. I'm not stupid. So that's how I know the code. Oh. Frankie takes a, a minute and just, she takes off her suit and she takes off her helmet and she just sits on the ground, like pretty close to this, the door where we just came in. Cause I mean, she, we, yeah, that was a, You're gonna have yeah, to, you almost died. Yeah, You're going to have to force moment. yourself because we're in zero G. Oh, oh um, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's so you would just like float, but yeah. you could push yourself up against a wall. Um, and yeah, your clothes are just covered in sweat. Hair oh, yeah. is messed up. Oh, yeah. Kind of look like you do today. Nice. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, that was great. Because uh, I am gross and covered in sweat. So. <laughs> it's all the pretzels. <laughs> oh, yes. All this gluten makes me so sweaty. Me too, dog. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah. So, Frankie takes a moment and she kind of runs her hands through her hair and rubs like across her temples. And like across her forehead and just is breathing. And then she lights a cigarette. Jesus. I want an explanation someday. I don't care about it now, but I want one someday. And you know what? When people are fucking calling me weird on the ship, you jump to defend me. And I start opening the, I get in there and I start taking off my suit and uh, I start kind of trying to take in what's in the ship and what the ship's all about. Yes. I want to, I know you said that the cargo was all there, but I want to double check the cargo and make sure it's tethered down or whatever. And Mm -hmm. because if we lost it, it would be a waste of time. So everything I think is a wait. No. <laughs> the ship is like I described U-shaped and there are uh long hallways down each like I don't even know how to describe a U like each arm of the U? Yes, each arm of the U has a long corridor down it. At the end of each corridor would be living quarters and then in between would be like commissary or bathrooms or showers down down the the corridors. This the ship's comparable to the Blue Lucy. This is not like a shuttlecraft. This mm-hmm. is like an actual like uh, uh, thing that moves lots of stuff. And 
the center, the middle part of the U that the arms connect to uh, has a bulkhead with a ladder that leads up to the actual cockpit that sits on top of the U and overlooks like where the cargo would be. And so that's, I mean, that's how it's set up. Uh, where do you go, Locke? I'm just kind of looking around. Um, you Is she paying attention to me? Are you? No. So I go and find a terminal and start punching in and trying to find out what the cargo is. Excellent. I go up to that cockpit that overlooks the cargo. It's a very nice ship. This is like a uh, 2408 uh, Aeros Inc. Uh, blockade runner. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not, oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't want a Nazi thing. It, well, hey. <laughs> It's just, it's just, I don't it's want just a, a boat. It's just a thing. thing. It's just a thing. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, this is a very nice. I interrupted your uh, description of the name of it. Can you say it again, please? Uh, it's twenty four oh eight arrows Inc. blockade runner. Love it. That's so it's awesome. it's just a really Love fast uh, ship to carry a, a small to medium amount of cargo very quickly. Kind of like an engine with a cockpit. Yep. And a big space to like tarp things in. Yep. But unlike most cargo freighters that would like have a cargo bay where shit would move around and bang around, this ship has it on the exterior of the ship. So in the event of, of shit going wrong, they can just dump it or, um, move it however they want. This is a non, uh, atmospheric vessel. It, it, uh, correct. So it does not go in. It couldn't land ever. Right. Nope. Okay. Nope. And the, uh, the, but it's really nice. It's like a 2408 model. So this thing is not oh, that yeah. old at all. Oh, so that's mm-hmm. the, uh, that's the year. Yep. Got it. I'm, um, I'm cause you know, ships will last for hundreds of years if they're well taken care of and they're very expensive. Ships. Especially if yeah. they're Hondas. Yes. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is, uh, this is the Honda Civic RX of, yeah. uh, love it of spaceships and have a giant exhaust manifold. It sounds like like an air blower. It's really nice cockpit, Frankie. And there is a God, uh, uh, there is a, uh, the cockpit and it looks like it's used. Like you see signs that a crew was on this thing at one time. Um, there you check lockers and there are people's clothes in them. I don't have names for these NPCs, but lockers have people's names on them. Uh, you find in the cockpit, there is a picture that is taped to the dashboard and, uh, Davis Bailey is pictured with this, uh, African American woman, uh, in this picture. And they look to be very closely, uh, regarding each other. Is it the same woman from the... Mm-hmm. From the station. Yep. And that's what you see in the cockpit, Frankie. Locke, you're going to check the shipping manifest to see what... So I'm doing all sorts of like what a person of my ilk would be doing. I'm looking through things, ilk. trying to see if I can get inside the computer. Mm-hmm. I want to know why the fuck I almost died. Roll computers. Okay. Using what? intellect and it is an easy roll. So you get another plus 10% to this on oh. top of the 10. If you're trained. Okay. I am not. Well, am I? Where is computer? No, I'm not. Oh yeah. 
Let's and call how many degrees of success? Two. Okay. So I'll give you two pieces of very, very important and vital information. Uh, the first piece is that there are life support modules attached to each of the four cargo containers outside, which provide uh, pressure, atmosphere, and heat. Uh, you uh, additionally, the, the uh, each cargo container has uh, six names attached to each container, so twenty-four people. What are those names? Uh, they're they look to be Troidkin in origination, so they have like really weird spellings and okay. lots of consonants and Z's. The other piece of information uh, from your success is that uh, um, there's enough air and life support on those modules to last for another few weeks. So between two and a half to three weeks of uh, life support, which would include like probably uh, protein uh, wafers and like um, rations to keep them alive. Okay. I want to go look in the... Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I, I want to take off. Great. And get flying. Yeah, so you see on the uh, the heads-up display, and this is a very fancy, like, graphical computer interface, and mm-hmm. instead of, like, a lot of the ships you've flown where everything has, like, this black tube-style yeah. screen, this is actually, like, a lit-up heads-up display on the, the windshield. Yeah. And it's got, like, all of your speed and altitude, and um, you see uh, a warning at the top that says, warning, magnetic locks activated. Press here to disengage. And it's, mm-hmm. like, a Y or an N. Yeah. So we disengage. The, the mag locks release, and you can immediately feel that the ship is wanting to pull away from the asteroid, from mm-hmm. the centrifugal force. So... Pilot. So we thrust it real oh, yeah. hard to keep ourselves, yeah, <laughs> uh, to keep ourselves on the asteroid for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I shout for lock. I don't because we're not on. Well, I, maybe I go over the. I figure out how to. You could get on ship get comms on the and ship just comms, like, yeah, ding, ding. yeah. <laughs> yes. Lock, baby, we're. Uh, I'm gonna be taking off. I don't know exactly where you are, but you'd, you'd be advisable to, for you to strap down. That's the only warning you're gonna get. And I click off. You hear like oh, it, yes. actually after you click off, you're ha, 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 like a kind of a laugh from like a <laughs> corner like down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I, I buckle in. So then uh, we, I take off. Great. Uh, so to fly through this meteor storm, I'm gonna need you to roll piloting okay. using speed. And um, I'll give you an extra 10% for the advanced computers on board of the ship. So you get, an adi- on top of being trained, you get another 10 for okay. the, the advanced computers in the ship. Okay. And I'm using strength. S- speed. Speed. So that's a 67. Okay. And I'm trying to be, so I add the 10% to this number, right? Yep. Yep. So that's uh, 34, 44, 54, and I failed, so I failed. Okay. But not by very much. Yep. So uh, I need you to roll. um, So, all right, here's what happens. So 
you you start leaving the asteroid and the amount of of shit that you're having to move and dodge around mm-hmm. i mean it, it's too much you can hear sounds of small micrometeorites slamming into the hull and it sounds if you've ever been in a metal building with a hailstorm yeah. where it's just like it, it's deafening oh, yeah, and you just so hear this loud. slamming of uh meteor and stress levels rising and you're trying to dodge and maneuver around and um you your the cockpit is positioned such the, so that you see the arms of the U out in front and you see these four containers that are strapped in between the arms mm-hmm. and you see a, a meteor slam through one of them and uh blow apart one of the containers completely. Uh and that sucks. Yeah. What comes out of those? Well, <clears throat> You, you don't see, uh, it's just like, it's such a loud crash and there's so much debris and you're traveling at a forward velocity that is still pretty fast. Yeah. So you just see a bunch of like indiscernible debris that comes out from the, um, the explodey bits. Explodey bits. And I'll need you to roll panic for me. Mm, make a fear, no, make a fear save. Make a fear save. I fail. Okay, so now roll panic for me, please. That is a four. Four plus oh, your stress. Plus stress four plus fourteen. So oh my god! I'm real stressed out. Uh, so that's eighteen. Uh, eighteen is my gain. Gain d ten stress. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god! How much are you at? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22. 20, 21, 22, 22 stress. Wow. So you you are like white knuckling it. Like this is mm-hmm. like you like the ship is moving in such a way that this is the most aggressive piloting you've seen out of Frankie probably ever. Yeah. So as that's happening, I'm actually having I'm like I'm sitting there as the ship twists left. I all of a sudden I have this like flashback of like myself holding onto this the line of this oh, yeah. thing as it's been snapped loose and each kind of turn I'm just like okay okay I got it and then you know I'll I'll sit there and I'll breathe a little bit and then it'll switch the other direction so like every twist and turn is just a reminder of how out of control I felt when I was on the line of that that rigging gun yes excellent excellent you then uh. As if you, uh, as quickly as it came, the sounds of impacts on the ship disappear and your uh, ship shows like multiple points of exterior damage. You don't find any hull breaches. The ship notes that one of the cargo containers has been destroyed and um, life support modules on that uh, um, container have been completely destroyed. Other life support on the other containers show as functional um, you're just going through like your diagnostics, mm-hmm. right? Of like what the fuck just happened yep. and engines are good. It looks to be mostly superficial damage that the ship took. Cool. And I can see on the radar or whatever that it's going to be pretty smooth sailing for the next however long. Yep. Cool. So you're still traveling through the asteroid belt, but you're not like 
when people think of the asteroid belt, they think everything is really close, but right, really, I mean, not. it's like hundreds, if not thousands of kilometers apart. Yeah. So you're able to uh, navigate the rest without having to like, holy fuck, this is yeah. a nightmare. Or I could even put it on like auto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's what I would like to do. Cause I want to go explore something else if I could. I'm super burpy. So I'm sorry. It's the water. She's I, the fun. So like Tiny Gatorade. I, as soon as the ship calmed down, I kind of regained myself and I like quietly zero G my way up to where the cockpit is. And I could see her. She's sitting there after getting done piloting and she's kind of doing a lot sweaty. of like, Ugh. you know, like and sh- I'm making zero sound and I'm behind her. And she's kind of massaging her temples and stuff. And she's kind of doing all these things that somebody would do. And she starts unbuckling herself to turn around. And she unbuckles and turns around to go do what she's going to do. And I'm standing there. Holy fuck, Locke. When did you start smuggling UCC refugees? A while ago. Why didn't you just tell me before? Because it's not everybody's favorite topic of discussion. It's not the only thing I've smuggled. Life is life. I know. Why do you think I'm doing this? I'm just saying you don't need to hide it or lie. We all hide stuff. Boy, howdy. We sure do. Now, if you'll excuse me. I don't think so. What is that supposed to mean? Hold still. For a moment, please. Is the captain aware of this? The kind of heat that this could bring down on his ship is quite sizable. Winger? Yeah. No. The person that employs me. No. Not the person that doesn't pay me to go die in space. I could have left you say, behind. You would would you have rather caught up with Bert and, and and Boozer? Look, I know this ain't been easy, but it it's something look exciting. Look at you and look at me. We're Rex. We're gonna have to All I'm saying is The worst part is over. Listen, look at me and understand. I'll keep this secret if you need it to be. I do. But you got to back me when the need rises. I'll do what I can. No. And you see a look. Like, when I have tried to describe this earlier, how Locke changes his face, like where you see this (laughs) doe-eyed guy, and then all of a sudden it's steely. It's... Hard to explain without a visual medium, but I'm talking like you when he says no, you see a look that you've like, it's like watching a person who's never had that personality before switch in an instant. Mm -hmm. It's like that. And you just see it. And the voice is even a little deeper. No, this is not up for debate. Look, we're on our way back now. This stop with what you're doing. Do not walk out of this negotiation. I'm fucking tired of the Southern Bell routine. (laughs) 
Okay. I know what's important to you. Do you? And I walk over to a computer and you see me key in, like eject on a on one of the cargo pods. And my hand is over it. Don't play stupid with me. I'm not your enemy here, but you need to understand I'll need you. And this ensures it. Well, when that time comes around, I'll be there. Fair enough. And I raise my hand up, say, good piloting, by the way. And I float out of the room. Frankie lights a cigarette and uh, also exits the cockpit. The perfect. So the ship uh, floats back towards uh, the Kirokaze station, and the uh, you follow the docking plans that were sent to you by um, uh, Bailey's folks, and uh, dock the ship. You set her down inside the station, and you see there uh, is that same uh, African woman that's standing there with her arms crossed, smiling, looking at the ship, noting the damage, and uh, just generally looking at it. And she's got um, the two uh, uh, Bing... Bing boys. Bing boys. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Standing next to her. Yeah. And there's uh, there's other people in this dock that are like working to hook the the ship up to tethers, and you can see there's a uh, a small uh, uh, floating like drone that's floating with these uh, forked arms to uh, unload the cargo from the ship. What do you do? Where do you go? So we, you know, we all get in, and and at at some point in situations like this, when you're docking a ship. You know, before you can really like, like when you land an airplane, like it's on the ground, but there's things that other people have to do now before, you know, I get it in and then other people take over before we can really exit and get off. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of happening now. And, um, I, before we get off, I want to go to, (laughs) uh, how many was that? Oh, only two. two. Paul only put two dice in his mouth. I, they ju- I don't can't explain why I wanted to, but I did. I want to eat my dice all the time. Uh, anyway, I want to go to the like the. What the fuck? You just said it a little while. The dock ago. master. No, I want to go into the like a living quarters. Yeah, of, yeah, this, yeah. of this ship. Yep. I just want to snoop a little bit. Okay. Because I'm nosy. Yeah, you uh, go to the crew quarters and you see that uh, this must be for the. Uh, um, I guess I'm, I'm looking to see if I would recognize anybody on this crew. You don't, none of the names stick out to you. Okay. And there's nothing else of note in mm-hmm. these. Uh, you, you find the personal effects of, of someone and amongst the personal effects are more pictures of, um, they're like these data slate pictures mm-hmm. of the, uh, of this woman and Bailey and they're a little more, uh, cozy. Yeah. Like naked and stuff. They're like, they're like those kinds of pictures Cool. in like a locker. Cool. 
Good. Good. Okay. So we we can we are free to exit the ship now. Everything mm-hmm. is locked in and, and yeah. statistics have been recorded. Yep. Everything's been uh, accounted for and taken care of. So I meet up with this woman again. So you exit the ship. Do you follow uh, Frankie off the ship? Locke? So Locke is really good at getting just kind of lost in the minutia. You know, like just that's part of the idea, right? So as we exit the ship, she's clearly got a purpose. Kind of almost like you can read the body language, you know. So she just kind of walks off very quickly and I just kind of disappear into the hangar. I'm just looking around, Mm -hmm. seeing what's going on in old Bailey's shop. Uh, you, you know, you would note that there's an awful lot of people that are taking apart like other smaller ships and moving like sort of like a chop shop is the vibe you float over to where Bailey and, uh, her attache are standing mag booted, locked onto the deck plating. She's got her arms crossed and she does like a little golf clap for you. Well done, Frankie. You only lost one, and honestly, I expected to, I expected worse. So, uh, word from Bailey says all is forgiven. I bet you think you're real cute, don't you? I know I'm real cute. Just standing here and giving his orders and waiting on him hand and foot. She doesn't respond. It's not going to last long. He never used to be like that. Is there anything else? I want to see him. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be possible, Frankie. I'm not asking. (laughs) She reaches and if you let her, she puts her hand. I don't. So you like shrug away from it? I grab her wrist. She's... You've got her hand held up by her face. She looks at it and nods, and she, if you let her, she puts her hand back Mm -hmm. down at her side. He's not on this station, sweetheart. Didn't think so. Where is he? I don't know. Right now. How long has it been since you spoke to him? A couple weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we got the job done. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't expect anything, but it would be nice if you could toss a little something my friend's way. She she leans over to her... uh, And he's not there. Her bing boys. (laughs) And like... uh, one of them hands over a, a small cred stick. She takes it out of his hand and hands it to you for your trouble. Thank you. You're welcome. Keeping that stuff in a locker wasn't probably the smartest idea. Someone like me can get into just about anything, and I'll remember that next time I see you. The feeling's mutual. I turn 
or swish away. <laughs> Swishy. But like, but like, there's no gravity, so you just like turn back all the way just around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I think we. So th- instead of the camera following you, the camera turns to her, and um, she looks down at uh, a uh, another like big crappy data pad and you see like she looks at a message from uh like a contact mr at bailey four four three three six one uh and it and the message was received like two weeks ago um and it just says uh be patient stick to the plan and i'll be back and she puts the compad back into like her belt pouch and and uh, shakes her head back into focus and starts like giving orders in uh, uh, in Spanish to uh, the two men that are next to her, and then calls out to in English to the rest of the people working in the chop shop. And we cut over to so she's floating away, mm-hmm. and as this woman is doing her stuff, like very quietly, up next to her slides very uncomfortable person. <laughs> And like a hand on her hip and then a nice, very sharp thing underneath her right armpit. Like very much just a kill shot. Anybody with a knife fighting skill would know that anything around there is like a a lung shot. And this really sharp object goes right into it. It's not killing her, but it's right there. And let's go. The next time you fuck around like that, you're spaced. You're dust. What? No one here would even know it. I could kill you so quickly and softly that they wouldn't even notice you were dead for 30 minutes as you just floated around aimlessly. What do you want? You're a fucking amateur. Whatever the fucking agreement is, it's done. The next time she asks to see Bailey, you let it happen. If you don't, you're dead. If the, whatever the perceived thing is that she owes you is not, you're dead. It's done. You got it? Yes. I'll fucking kill you right now. And no one would give a fuck. I've got it. I've got it. Don't look at me. Don't make a move. Do nothing. What the fuck are you? Shut your mouth. And I put my feet on her back and push away and head out. Neat. So in this hangar, uh-huh. there's, I'm assuming they're little like offices or something probably yeah. on this main floor. Yeah. And I'm assuming that there's like a bathroom yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So Frankie uh, is pushing along walls and things and, and finds a, a bathroom and she goes in and she uh, splashes water on her face uh, and, and does similar things. You know, runs her fingers through her hair and, and squeezes at her temples. And she just looks at herself in the mirror for a really, really, really long time. And she does, just, she's just silently crying, uh, looking in this mirror. Um, Tears come out and then float up. Yep, just float right away. And uh, Frankie spends a long moment in this bathroom, in this hangar, 
uh, and then whatever. We fade to black on that scene with Frankie and like it's a close-up shot on her face of like this despair and rot sadness and frustration and um, comes back in on her face um, same close-up shot uh, uh, re- the sadness and despair replaced by uh, determination and grit uh, as we see uh, we pull the camera back and see that her Locke and uh, Dr. Kwong are standing in the office of uh, Legacy Orange Securities and across the table from uh, from her is the uh, Chancellor of Emerald Station and she's got a packet in front of her and fades to black. So that's where we'll pick up next time. Yeah, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us today and enjoying the sultry sounds of our voices as we sounds of the uh, learn how space works and um, you know these guys are always so much fun to play with and I have to give it up to uh, Charity especially who like has jumped into this weird niche genre like head first and you've done a really good job of making an interesting character and I'm really excited to see how Frankie's backstory and stuff how that kind of unfolds as we move forward this episode comes out before Christmas, so cool. does anyone have some New Year's stuff that they want to plug or anything? I don't. I don't either. Thankfully, no. <laughs> yes. I, Super Chief is uh, yeah. taking a bit of a vacay. Yes. Vacay? Uh, everyone important has broken their bodies. <laughs> nice. Or their wills. Or, or their, their wills. <laughs> um, so- I have had, uh, or by the time this is comes out, comes out, I will have had seven shows in the past two weeks. That is so I'm nutty. Tired and I'm ready to not do yeah. anything anymore. There's nothing quite like having a ton of shows and work in like a in a concentrated mm-hmm. span of time. That first week where you're not doing stuff yeah. feels amazing. Yeah. I've heard people get depressed after stuff like that mm-hmm. where they're like and I get that, but yeah. I have never really felt that. I've only felt elation at, whoa, yeah. I don't have to do anything I don't have tonight. To do anything? <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hey. Hey. What's up? I don't up? have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I just could sit here with my thumb in my butt. Thumb in my butt. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> So, if that's everything from all of our said Des Moines and Dragons, Des Moines and Dragons. Bye! Bye. Bye.